All right, everybody. Here we go. Andrew Lloyd Webber's first venture into the world of musical theater was Jesus Christ Superstar. This rock opera is a collaboration with Tim Rice. It is an enduring classic, which is performed all over the world by different companies, amateur and professional, all the time. There was a huge amount of controversy surrounding the show because of its story and presentation. Now, I don't want to step on anyone's toes or anything. I respect different people's feelings and religious beliefs, but people were furious about the fact that Lloyd Webber and Rice painted Judas Iscariot as the hero figure of the gospel story. Many Christians were also upset about the ending in which the Jesus character presumably dies on the cross and is not resurrected. This comes in direct opposition with the Christian belief that is the foundation of the religion that Jesus was resurrected on the third day. While I understand um, people's feelings, I also know that there are different perspectives that can be taken on any story. Without any further ado, I present to you Jesus Christ Superstar. So, in Jesus Christ Superstar, we should be um, past the overture and into Heaven on Their Minds, which is Judas, his big solo. It opens the the musical, basically, with, or the rock opera, I should say, with this really amazing solo about how he feels. He's feeling like, oh my gosh, this is horrible, you know. Everyone thinks that Jesus is the, our Messiah, and I, I just think that he's a guy, you know. So how can this be, you know? How is this okay? I feel like we're in trouble, and... Um, you know, Rome is going to come down on us hard, which makes sense. And, um, I had to take five sips of wine because, um, Judas says Jesus five times over the course of the, the song. And so, yeah. So by this point, we should be through what's the buzz Slash strange thing mystifying, and everything's all right. Um, during the what's the buzz, um, I drank two sips of wine because, um, Jesus yells at, at Judas, um, for talking meanly to Mary, uh, and Mary Magdalene is a prostitute, um. And Judas was saying, hey, you know, I don't know if she should be hanging out with us. Like, why are you okay with that? It's kind of confusing <laughs> that she's hanging out with us based on what you're teaching. Um, and then Jesus defends her and he screams at the end. And so I took a, a sip of wine. And um, Jesus says, Mary, why are you prattle through your supper? Um... And so I had to take a sip of wine because he said her name. Um, and on we go. At this point, we're through this Jesus Must Die, um, which is a song where Caiaphas and um, his Roman um, guys, Pharisees and priests, are all talking and plotting against Jesus. They're saying, hey, this guy is kind of a big deal, and 
that's not good because we can't have that. And so, um, the thing about that song is there's like 16 times when they say Jesus or John, referring to John the Baptist. Um, and so, yeah, I took 16 sips of wine, um, because they said Jesus, I think, 13, 14 times, and John a couple, uh, the other times. So, yeah. Alright, so during Hosanna, which the word Hosanna does not mean Lord, it does not mean Jesus, it means save now. Um, and so you don't have to drink when they say Hosanna, but they say JC, JC in this pattern, um, they say that say it twice, four times. So I took eight sips of wine. Um, you don't have to count it since it's his initials, but it stands for Jesus Christ. So they're talking to him, obviously. Um, and that's why I took a, a sip. Um, didn't realize, I, I totally forgot that this show has so much um, of the whole, you know, like, names all over the place but i'll have to get used to it because some of my favorite musicals are sung through like this at this point we should be done with simon zealots slash poor jerusalem um and in this song they sing i had to take 16 sips of wine again because they sang christ you know i love you did you see i waved I believe in you and God, so tell me that I'm saved. And I sing it again, and then I go, Jesus, I am with you. Touch me, touch me, Jesus. Jesus, I am on your side. Kiss me, kiss me, Jesus. And that's great, except then you have to take a shot or a sip of your drink. And so um, they do that, like, a couple times. And then at the end, Jesus says... Neither you, Simon, nor the 50,000, nor the Romans, nor the Jews, nor, nor Judas, nor the 12, nor the priests, nor the scribes, nor doomed Jerusalem itself. Um, and it goes on from there. But um, he said Simon, which is the name of one of his apostles, and Judas, one of his other, other apostles. And so, um, yeah. So by now we should have gotten through a couple more songs. And those songs would be Pilot's Dream, which is pretty calm. There's nothing going on in that one um, that you need to drink about. But the temple is just insane. And there's a lot going on during that scene, usually. But also, um, I think I had to take like 20 sips of my wine during that one song. Because the end, they all say... Will you kiss? Can you cure me, Christ? Won't you kiss? Won't you pay me, Christ? Will you kiss? Can you cure me, Christ? Won't you kiss? Won't you pay me, Christ? So they say that. That's four Christs. And they say it, like, at least four times. Um, It's an added bonus. There's also wailing going on in the background. So I made the split decision that that's... The wail is different from a scream. Uh, so the wail that they're doing in the background, I decided wasn't a scream. He screams to cr- to clear out the temple. So I, I took a, a, sh- a drink during that. 
and he screams at the end of the song he goes heal yourselves um and it's really cool when you're listening to it a lot cooler than what i just said but um yeah it i kind of that is a scream but the the wailing i feel like is kind of different like i don't know it's not i don't know and so if you really want to you can take a shot or a drink every time they say Christ those four times or they say it four times in like four different you know like uh four different verses basically but while that's going on there's at least like four of those big whales like or something and it sounds a lot better than what I just did but you know I tried so, by this point, we should be through Everything's Alright, um, the reprise, um, where Mary Magdalene tries to calm down Jesus a little bit more, because it's right after the temple, wherein he had this huge outburst, and he's all like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even, this is crazy, you know, like, why does everyone think that I can, you know, take care of everyone, because I'm just a man, I mean, he knows he's not, um, but still, like, he feels so overwhelmed with people who have their needs, and they're showing him in the temple, um, and so, um, so Mary is trying to calm him down, and I took a sip of wine, because I feel like it's kind of hard to define love scene, like, obligatory love scene in this show, so usually that means that there's characters kissing, or something, or just, like, you know, in front of each other and professing their love for each other. But that doesn't really happen so much in this show with Mary and Jesus. You know, it's not really about their love story. There's so much else going on um, during the show. And I think Angela Weber um, based it on the Gospel of John. And in the Bible, they're really, eh, I mean, in the Gospels, I should say there really aren't any mentions of, you know, like, Jesus and his love for Mary. I mean, they they talk about Jesus and Mary being together, you know, but there's a lot more pressing matters going on um, during that story. You know, it's the good news and it's a lot of other things that don't really have to do with that aspect of the story. And so... Um, so I took a sip of wine because I was thinking, well, if this is her way of showing love to Jesus, you know, anointing his, his head with oil and trying to, you know, like sort of give him like a massage, um, I guess is what you might think of it today. Maybe that's what it's meant to be. And if that's, if that's how it is, you know, then, you know, like I've seen a couple versions and I think of this show I I think that that's kind of the the vibe I get from this that scene so I took a sip of wine because it made me think this is her way of showing love um so sort of a love scene and then the song after I don't know how to love him as one of the most famous female solos and all of Andrew Lloyd Webber uh his whole repertoire which is fine but I've only heard a couple good versions. 
And the one that's on the recording I have is actually fantastic because Joanna Ampel is awesome and she's actually worth listening to. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like diehard fans of the original with that Yvonne chick and that's great except I just, everyone is entitled to their own opinion and that's fine. You know, for me, she's just not my favorite, but I really like Joanna Ampel. She's great. And I really liked what Sarah Bareilles did in the, um, the live, Jesus Christ Superstar live that they did on, um, NBC on Easter which is really interesting, and I thought it was great overall. But um, I took a sip of wine because she says, um, And I've had so many men before in very many ways. He's just one more. And I always think of that as... Um, sort of implied sex, I guess, because she was a prostitute. So I took a sip of wine for that one. But that's it. So let's see what happens next. So this brings us to Damned for All Time slash Blood Money, which is the big first act finale. Um, This is one of my favorite songs in the whole show because I just think it's so incredible how it was put together. Um, I was in a production of the, of Jesus Christ Superstar at my church and there were these two parts of the show that were really hard because you had to basically pull these notes out of your ass and there's really nothing you can do to try and find them. Like, even if you're really good at music and stuff, which at the time I wasn't, I'm still not that great, but um you know even if you are really good at you know hearing that that chord and picking your note out and all that stuff you're supposed to do when you're in choir and that's great but there are these notes that are basically just like you just have to pull them out of nowhere you just have to like memorize it in your head and just be able to think it right at the right time basically and just produce it with your voice and that's great and so that's awesome and they come in during this piece this song and they happen again during a different song later on um and i'll talk about when we get there but um i still love a lot of things that happen in this song um i mean it's it's obviously sad this is the part where judas betrays jesus um to Caiaphas, Annas, and, you know, the Pharisees. So that's sad, but, um, you know, the way I see it, God put Jesus on the earth, and he ended up having to die for our sins, and then he redeems us. So here I, I'm about to get kind of, uh, you know, Christian and religious, and so I'm, I apologize, but sorry. Um, this is what I believe, and and then when Judas betrayed him, God put Judas on the earth to do that. So without Judas, that might not have happened. I mean, I, I'm sure that Jesus would have you know, died for our sins anyway if he had to, and God would have you know, had someone else do it. But still, you know, the way it's written, that's how it is, and somebody had to do it. You know, and that sucks. <laughs> but 
Um, you know, we'll talk about what happens um, later, just in case this is your first time with Jesus Christ Superstar. But when I was in the show, it was just so meaningful and so interesting to go through all of that. Um, but then when we actually produced the right sound during the, I guess you should, you call them the Judas notes, it was just so gorgeous. And so, so I had to drink when Judas said, Annas, you're a man of, a worldly man and wise, Caiaphas, my friend, I know you'll sympathize. Um, and then at the end, when he actually gives Jesus away, he sort of is like crying um, I mean, it depends on the version you listen to, but my favorite version is the one that I posted on YouTube under my account. And so if you're listening on that one, it sounds like he's crying. Like he's, his voice is kind of like shaky when he says Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and then I took another couple drinks. I took a drink when the choir came in and sang, well done Judas which is that part that's so hard to get especially when you're in a choir um but then they say Judas four times because they say they sing it four times well done Judas good old Judas well done Judas good old Judas and so yeah so when we come back to the show from to start act two we start with the last supper one thing that I thought was really interesting about this scene in the production that I was in at my church was they actually choreographed this whole thing. So they had Jesus and the apostles all sitting at the table at the beginning. And then that seems pretty normal. You know, that seems like something they would do during the show in general. But then during the first instrumental break, so... The recording I listen to of the show, they actually have all the apostles going. Like he says, Jesus says, one of you denies me, one of you betrays me. And then all of the the apostles are going, no, no, it can't be me. No, no, no. And that's great. But that's during um, this big instrumental break. But in the production I was a part of, I wasn't one of the apostles, unfortunately, so I didn't get to be in the scene. Um, but the the apostles and Jesus at the table, um, they go so the uh instrumental break is bum 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 So I'm sure that you love that, but that was how that was and they had the apostles and jesus when that started actually each one made the pose that their character made in that classic painting the last supper and it was really cool like <laughs> i guess it was such a huge thing that um like a huge deal that people we the show ran three nights in a row the so friday saturday and sunday night and um, people who came and returned, you know, because they were seeing it for a friend or because it was cheap and it was a weekend and why not, um, they were so excited. Like, they came and saw it, like, two or th- two or either two nights or three nights. And they, like, sat in the audience and they just waited for that part. And the second night, like, there were a lot of people who were in backstage chorus 
and I think I was one of them, I was back there, and I just hear this, like, screaming, and, like, just people freaking out for this whole scene, because, oh my god, it's amazing, and when I talked to my parents after the show, they said, oh my gosh, did you know they were doing that, that was so cool, so, like, I had no idea, you know, I'm not one of the apostles, I wasn't even on stage during that scene, so, I'm sure it was really cool, and I think I saw, I got to see a DVD or something, but, anyway, so, during this scene, I had to drink like eight times or something because the apostles talk about drinking. Uh, I look at all my trials and tribulations, sinking in a gentle pool of wine. So, um, and they sing that at the beginning of all three verses. And during the third verse, they sound like they're drunk, like completely drunk. Um, which I think is really interesting. It's like, how do you make yourself sound drunk when you're not? And, I mean, I can't imagine that they were drunk during the whole cast recording or anything. That would be crazy. So, you know, props to them for figuring that out. But, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, and then I drink a couple times because Jesus, uh, Jesus screams a couple times. Judas screams a couple times. And, and Jesus says, Judas during the song and he says peter because he's one of peter will deny me in just a few hours a few times will deny me um so yeah um so we got second act ahead of us see what happens during that you know if you're familiar with the show you probably know but if not let's power through all right at this point we should be through um Gethsemane uh, and the arrest. So Gethsemane is um, Jesus' big solo in the show, and it's gorgeous. And he, you know, it's as long as it's well done, it's just amazing. You know, it's incredible. It's one of those songs that's like super intense and really hard to deal with, like really hard to do. You know, you gotta be like a really talented singer to do a good job. So awesome. But I, you know, in the Bible, and here, I'm going to get all Christian again, so I apologize. Um, in the Bible, they describe a scene um, where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's praying to his father, and he says, you know what, this is terrible. Like, what you want to do, I'm really, it's really terrible that we have to do this, but I know why you're doing it. So I guess it's going to happen, um, you know, and I'm really, really sorry if what I'm saying is offending anyone because yes, I'm a Christian, um, and, but I'm kind of drunk right now. So if <laughs> what I'm saying, seems like it's not enough, you know, Jesus is a huge deal and I love him and he loves me and he loves you if you believe in him and everything, but I just want you to know that I wouldn't usually say things like this so you know um I'm just a little bit drunk so keep that in mind um but so during the song um he says some of the same things you know uh take this cup away from me for I don't want to drink this poison it's poison feel it burn me you know and he's um so I took a couple of drinks because he said, because he cries, 
you know, he's so, so pained and so it's such an intense emotion that he's feeling. He, he starts to cry a little bit and I get it. That makes sense. And then he, um, he screams. I mean, I guess it's not screaming. Like it sounds really good. You know, it doesn't sound bad on the recording, but, um, I counted it as screaming because it's just like this really intense, you know, like, why should I die? Um, and I can't even attempt to do any justice on here because it just wouldn't happen. So that's fine. But also, then the next song, The Arrest, there's a lot of names. Um, Jesus says, Judas, must you betray me with a kiss? And then he gives him a kiss on the cheek to identify him. Um, so I actually took a sip of wine for that one too. And then, um, they say, you just love seeing Caiaphas. Um, and then, oh, the crowd surrounds him and there's like, they, there's sort of pretend press basically that come around him and they say, tell me Christ how you feel tonight is one of them. And she repeats that. And then. Um, they sing, take him to Pilate, take him to Pilate, take him to Pilate, take him to Pilate. And so I took some, some wine, uh, some, some, some wine for each of those. But also I just, I really want you guys to know that I'm really sorry if I hurt anyone's feelings with this podcast. My, um, my, I don't mean to be offensive, you know, and make anyone think less of, you know, people who matter, who are important to them in their lives. Um, you know, if you are a Christian and, um, you believe the same things that I believe, then I'm really sorry if anything that I've said during this podcast is offensive to you. Um, it's all in good fun. And, you know, this, this show, this musical is about the gospel of John um, and it's gorgeous and fantastic, but, you know, if you're actually doing the drinking game with me, it could be kind of hard, um, for you to express your feelings and express, um, things that are, that you're trying to recall in the best way. And so if I'm describing Jesus in a way that's offensive, then I apologize. So at this point, we should be um, f- on to Peter's denial, in which I took one glass. Oh, I took one um, sip of wine um, because Mary says, "Peter, don't you know what you said? You've gone and caught him dead." Um, after Peter denies that he even knows Jesus three times. Um, just like Jesus said. And then um, Pilate and Christ, which is the next song. Um, and I had to take a couple sips of wine. Maybe like four because there was... They say someone Christing with Jews twice. And then they sang, Hosanna, hey, Zanna, 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 Hosanna, hey, Zanna, ho, and how... Hey, JC, JC, please explain to me. So, yeah. Um, so, say JC, JC. Um, 
And then, and before that, Pilate says, your Herod's race, your Herod's case. Um, so then it goes into King Herod's song right after. So let's see what happens next. So at this point, I just finished King Herod's song, which is great. Um, the recording I have and the recording I posted to YouTube um, actually has Alice Cooper as King Herod, which is great. Um, if you saw Jesus Christ Superstar Live on NBC, um, that also featured Alice Cooper as King Herod. Super fun, super great, and he was just quite a character. Um, I feel like it was like perfect casting, though, to have him in the Jesus Christ Superstar Live, just because of the way the crowd reacted to him. No, not the crowd in the show, but the uh, the audience. And so, yeah, but I had to take 12 sips of wine during the song because they said, he says, if you are the Christ, yes, the great Jesus Christ, um, at the beginning of each verse, and that happens three times, so that's six, and then um, if there's going to be a dance break in any of the, the songs in the whole musical, I feel like it would be in this one. Um, there's the whole part where it's kind of like instrumental and I feel like it would be appropriate for there to be a dance break. I don't remember if there always is. There might have been during the live production that was on NBC. Um, and if there was, great. But I took a sip of wine for that part anyway. Just because I can't imagine there being a dance break anywhere else in this musical. In this show. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It was a lot. Because he says, the great Jesus Christ. And all that kind of thing. Um, and so, we're coming to the end of the show. So, let's see what happens. So, at this point, we should be through... Could we start again, please? Which doesn't really have a whole lot to drink over. Um, I drank a little bit, just one sip, because, um, I'm not characters cry during that scene. Basically, that scene is the apostles sort of mourning. They're just like, hey, what's happening right now? I'm really not understanding what's going on, but it's not looking good. Um, and it's Mary and Peter actually singing, um, in the production that I was in. They, all of the apostles were actually in the scene. Um, and they, they all came out and lit sort of like a candle, almost like in Jesus's honor, even though he wasn't dead, they kind of were feeling like, Hey, I really don't understand what you're talking about right now. As he kept prophesizing his death, um, they were just like, I don't get it. Like what is happening right now? You know, could you clue us in? Um, and so that's kind of how they were feeling in that song. Um, but in that production, I I felt like, you know, if anything was going to be on their face, it might be like kind of a frown and maybe even like a tear. So um, based on what I know, I had, I took a sip because I felt like there might have been some characters crying during that scene. And then um, the next one is Judas's death, which is, I think that's my favorite song in the whole thing. Like literally, ugh, it's just incredible. This is the other time when they have those Judas notes that just, like, kind of come out of nowhere. The chorus, the offstage chorus just has to be like, hey, we're here too, and we're awesome because we can pull this note out of our ass. And, you know, if they do it right, which on the recordings I've heard, they do, and it's amazing. Super fantastic. And 
from my experience trying to be the stage chorus, trying to get that note right, maybe that makes it seem that much more amazing because I know how hard that is. So, I don't know. But it's just so, so gorgeous. They come in out of nowhere. So, I took a drink because they did. So, as if it was spontaneously breaking into song. Because although there was still instrumental music going on, there was no one else singing. And the way that they come in is totally, completely unattached. Like, totally detached from what was just playing, you know? Like, it's like some serious hard rock music. You know, it's really cool in its own right. But then they come in out of nowhere. They, in this version, in this part, when they come in, they actually come in during that rock, like, sort of, you know, rocking out part um, instead of, like, aside from it. So they actually come in during it. The rock part goes away. You know, all of the instruments go away and they stop playing so that you can hear properly what they're singing, which is, so long, Judas, poor old Judas. And they sing it three times instead of two. Um, and so I had to take um, six drinks for that. Because they sang Judas, his name, which is fine. But yeah, um, feeling a little extra drunk now. And so, uh, yeah, and I drank a little bit because Judas was crying during his big thing, one of my favorite parts of the whole show, honestly, is when he sings his version of I Don't Know How to Love Him, it's gorgeous, um, I wouldn't be able to do it justice right now, so hopefully you're listening with me, and if you're not, you can go on YouTube and find my profile and listen to Judas's Death, and you'll hear it, um, in there, and literally, I just, I just think it's so incredible, you know, like, I don't even like that song very much to begin with, but then when he does his little, like, reprise, he comes in and he's just, like, singing, you know, I don't really know how to feel about this, and I don't, I don't know why I have these feelings, you know, and it's not like he's saying he's gay or anything, he's saying, you know, I, I'm really sad that I betrayed him, you know, and I don't, I don't understand, I mean, obviously he's in a, a, pretty interesting place you know like the end he says god why would you do this to me you knew the whole time and now you put me in this position but um I just think it's so beautiful when he sings his couple refrains of I don't know how to love him so if you're if you weren't listening before I would recommend just going and finding that one song I mean do what you want obviously but you know, I just love it so much. So, at this point, we should be at the trial before pilot and then superstar. So, the trial before pilot with the thirty, the 40 lashes. Um, there's a couple mentions of Jesus Christ. Talk to me, Jesus Christ. Pilot, crucify him, crucify him. They say Caesar a lot as well. But Caesar's not really a character in this musical. So I didn't drink every time they said Caesar. Because they said Caesar a whole lot more times than they said Pilot. So, yeah. And if you want, you can do that. But I didn't because they say we have no king but Caesar. And that didn't really have anything to do with the show. So, uh, yeah. 
And then I think I had to take like 30 drinks, 30 sips of my wine (laughs) during the next one because there were so many mentions. Also, Superstar, the song, they say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you? What have you sacrificed? Or they sing, Jesus Christ, superstar, do you think you're what they say you are? And that's great. But then you have to drink every time they sing it. And then I actually got a little confused. I kept waiting for them to do this thing that we did in the show that I was in. So when I was in Jesus Christ Superstar at our church, we had to do a couple changes. And one of them was there was this huge like cut of the whole all the music it was all like boom and then we went are you what they say you are and then at the end of the show we all came back and said yes you're who you say you are because we had to reinforce our beliefs um, at the end of the show and make sure that everyone was all like oh yeah you know we're not saying Jesus died on the cross for nothing because at the end of a musical so at the end of Jesus Christ Superstar when you see on stage usually what happens is like Jesus dies on the cross okay and that's what you're you're expecting you know because that that happened in the bible that happened in all four of the gospels mm, you know but then nothing else happens Basically, that's the end. Um, yeah, and it's kind of mysterious. It's all like, oh, really? That's it? Like, are you sure that you want to end it that way? And then when we ended it, we actually, we had the crucifixion, of course, because that's important. And then after that, we did, we shine light on the apostles just sitting, you know, in one position and then we black out and we we did that to sh- and we did it three times to show that the apostles waited for three days just like thinking about hey what's happening what's really going on and then the next time the light came on there was a big drum roll and then Jesus came back out because we were um representing the three days between the crucifixion and the resurrection And also we wanted to show our audience, hey, you're seeing this at our church and this is what we believe, you know, and we wanted to make sure that our show lined up with the church's beliefs because that would be really weird if it didn't. Um, And then at the very end of the whole show, the whole, the full cast came out, came out one more time and said, yes, you're who you say you are. Uh, and that's in the alto voice because that's how I sang it. But, you know, that's what I remember. So we have two more songs and then I'm going to finish it um, with you guys. So I hope that I don't have to drink too much more. But we'll see. Alright, so I had to drink. By this point, we should be done with the show. Um, and the end... Um, during the crucifixion, I drank four times, drank my wine a little bit because 
there were these like I'm not really sure if it's be angels it was gonna be angels or if it was like just chorus members sound like they were kind of screaming like oh oh during the crucifixion scene it's kind of a lot of chaos is what it sounds like in the music sort of like a big old casophony or something and i'm not really surprised i'm not sure if i said that right casophony yeah so that's there um and then John 1941 is the the name of the last song um, while it was playing. It's sort of like a reprise, just an instrumental reprise of Gethsemane. And then at the end, they sort of play a little bit of the, the Judas. And I kind of cried a little bit just thinking about everything that this musical represents um especially in its traditional form where jesus dies on the cross and that's it um you know like what happens next is up to you as the viewer or the listener and that's that's great you know that's important it's great to have your own opinions but you know the way that android rubber left it so open it's a little bit scary you know just like oh you know what happened <laughs> and so it really just depends on what you believe um the show itself is great it's super interesting and really fun to listen to it's a really interesting listen like if you ever want to get into enjoyed weber he's got a lot of really interesting stuff um a lot of really good musicals just don't listen to anything beyond like i don't know 2000 because then it goes way downhill but this is actually his first musical um, he and Tim Rice got together in college and they put together this rock opera is actually what they called it, a rock opera. And that makes sense, I think. Um, and they were just trying to figure out what they were, what they should make it on. And they decided to do it on the gospel of John. Um, it's super interesting, super fun. If you've never listened to it, you should totally check it out on my YouTube channel or anybody else's. I mean, there was a movie in the 70s they made of this musical, and it's pretty good, actually. Um, Back when they actually cared about the people that they cast in their movies, in their movie musicals, that is. And so they actually cast people who could sing the parts, which is nice. Um, Unlike what they do today, which is whatever it is. Um, But... Um, if you can see any footage of that, you can get it on, uh, on the internet. Maybe you can get it legally, maybe not. I don't know. But if you can find it on Hulu or Netflix, that would be ideal. If you can't, maybe you could find it on one of those other websites. Um, but it's definitely something worth checking out. Um, I hope that you enjoyed, um, drinking and listening to this musical with me or just listening to it, whatever you, you prefer. Um, you know, I can't wait to come back with a new one, um, the next time I come back, because I don't think I could do it weekly, but whatever you guys think, if you guys have any any requests or, um, anything like that, please let me know, um, I don't know how you would do that, but we'll figure it out, so if you have requests, any musicals that you really want me to look at, um, I'm totally up for that. 
just uh, let me know and then I'll figure it out. So, thank you and I hope you enjoyed listening to Drunk Musical Theater. See you next time.